Thoughts. Bulldog clips. Ideas. Double A batteries. People. Where's my iPhone? Caravan maintenance. Is that a Spenson? Trundle beds. That's a, that looks offensive. What's that plastic thing doing down it's there? It's a crangle. Shut up, Renee. Pontoc. Quiche. Radness. Niche. Radness. Niche's quiche. <laughs> that didn't make sense. Here's Sammy Susu. Sam Sisu. Sam Swaswee. Here's Sam Swastika. I didn't say Swastika. Hi. I got cast in something. Fuck me. I have waited almost, I think it's been three years since I've got a proper offer for something. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's really, really good though. A really good one. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn chuffed. I'm pretty damn chuffed. Chuff, chuffy, chuff, chuff. Chuff, chuff. Um, yeah, very exciting because, uh, weird weekend. Had a bloody, uh, I haven't fallen off the wagon. My God, I'm still sober as. I don't feel better for it though. That chopstick, uh, if you were listening to last week's episode, I, uh, was eating sushi too fast. And I bit down on a, um, on like one of those cheap chopsticks, cheap chop. And it, yeah, it, like it shattered and then I coughed and then I swallowed a splinter of, of cheap chopstick and it got infected in my throat and I'm still not right. I'm still not right, baby. Oh, baby, did you swallow a chopstick, little baby? Do you eating your sushi way too fast because you're a fatty boomba? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, but that's good news. God, that's good for me, 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 me personally, because I am, and I'm not asking you to bloody worry about money and stuff and say things to me. And, um, if you can't afford to be on Patreon, I totally get it. But my God, am I skint, 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 skint. Um, also God, like, you know, I've got car repayments and get this, the balloon payment came up. So the balloon repayment means one at the end of, um, when you're paying off your car, a massive amount. Not like I've got a really good car, but it's a big amount. Um, and it's just like, are you fucking serious? Uh, so I have to now renegotiate. It's very boring. Very, very boring. Um, but um, So Daddy's been applying for work non-stop. And I got some great tips. I've got to say thank you to Diana, who sent me an email uh, last week. Thank you very much. You gave me some great tips, and I'm getting in there. And I did email someone, but it's just putting together your CV... And yeah, bloody, and a cover letter. What do you need a cover letter on top of the CV? My CV looks shit. It's like a, it's like a guy who's never worked, but I have worked. I'm a hard worker. I mean, back in the day when I used to work, I mean, do you guys know this, that I used to work at the zoo? I'm sure, sure a lot of you do. But I used to work at Melbourne Zoo. I worked in animal enrichment and I worked in uh, as a zoo, a zoo education officer, a zoo operations education officer. Sorry, it's a long time ago. Um, and I used to, like, talk to, what are, the, what are those people that, uh, benefactors to different exhibits at the zoo and sponsors, and I'd charm them, and then I'd get out in the paddock and I'd have a headset microphone on and I'd talk to kids and the general public about animal enrichment and what animal, what these animals are doing in captivity and why certain animals do need to be in captivity due to conservation, even though it looks like when you put animals in captivity, it's not a good thing to do to them because they don't want to be there, which is probably true. But if we didn't have those uh, things in place, then those animals could possibly go extinct because of people in the first place. So it's all, you know, it's like a double negative. It cancels each other out, but whatever. Um, so I used to do that, and it's not really a, a world I can go back to. It's a young person's game, and also it's, it's cutthroat getting back in. 
because uh, everybody wants to be a zookeeper after they've been a lawyer. It's a big career change thing. So a lot of people make a lot of money and then uh, just go, no, that's it. I'm going to go work with uh, orangutans in Borneo, which is fair enough. Like, who wouldn't want to? I'm just going to back around the mic a bit there. That's a bit better. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I've just been, like, trying to put together my CV, which starts off as... You know, long story short, childhood was, you know, pretty, pretty fucked up childhood. And then um, a lot of uh, self-medicating during my, God, up until, you know, years, just a few years ago, but mainly in my early 20s. And then I calmed down and focused. But so I was hospitality. And then I, uh, I answered an ad in the paper to be a, um, uh, an education officer at the zoo, which means basically just interacting with, the, like I said, interacting with the public, kind of like a tour guide. And then worked my way into the keeping sections. And yeah, it's just, it was a great ride. But anyway, that's all I've done. And then suddenly, after standing in a paddock, uh, talking about elephants and stuff, I, that, and telling more and more jokes and hospitality, performing behind a bar. Yeah, it all led to comedy. And then I started doing comedy. And I've just done that for the last 20 years. And now I find myself in a place where, oh no, you're an old man in comedy. You're not getting as many gigs as you once did. And it's a reality, guys. It's just, a, you never know. I might... You know, something might crack open in the next five years. But I've also got to cover my bases and pay, you know, pay. Pay for things. Um, so, yeah, my CV looks shit. So I'm trying to work out how to spruce it up. Um, but I'm sure once I get myself out there, because I'm taking this very, very seriously now, um, amongst all the other stuff that I've got on the boil, like Two Minute Noodles and Silly Billy Walks, there's, you know, there's lots to be done and new shows to make and uh, podcasts for you guys, um, swallowing chopsticks, all that shit. Um... Yeah, it's uh, me trying to work out and pave the way through into being a proper, fully-fledged adult without without having to host, uh, return to hospitality because I, I don't really want to do that. But I, w I do think I'm, there must be the skills that I do have, um, being a creative thinker, that will lend itself to something. So, yeah, uh, thank you, Diana. You said to reach out to um, for local government positions that I asked about last week. And I have, and I got a great reply from someone who was like, oh, I've been to your shows and stuff. I haven't got anything for you, but good on you. And it's like, oh, God, that's not a job. Um, yeah, because my writing job uh, has finished up, or finished up ages ago. Um, but yeah, anyway, in good news, I got offered a gig, a good gig, really good gig. Um, I hope it doesn't fall through. That's why I'm not telling you what it is, because I just don't want to look like an idiot. But um, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty exciting to... You know, that came out of nowhere. You, when you're feeling kind of low and you're like, oh, I'm shit. And there's nothing worse than being sober and feeling a bit shit um, and you can't have a drink to just go, oh, I'll feel better if I do that. That's That takes strength. That's courage is when you really, really want to have a drink and get yourself fucked up because you're feeling a bit shit and you don't. Anyway, that's the grimness done this week. That's the grimness. Witness the grimness. Um, does anybody remember that amazing Roots Maneuver film clip? If you have never seen this, it's fantastic. He's a British, uh, British, what are you, hip hop dude. He had a song called Witness the Fitness. Um, and it was him in an egg and spoon. Oh no, just basically doing kids races, but like really competing against them hard. Very, very funny. Excellent song, actually. In fact, I'm going to write that down on my list of things to play to my daughter. Um, I like, uh, I like exposing her to new music, uh, Roots Maneuver. Um, anyway, uh, guys, speaking of the podcast, I'm thinking, I was going to, I did ask my mate if he wanted to come on the podcast because a few of you have said, why don't you just bring someone on sometimes? And I've got the perfect guy and he's not a guy you know, he's just a guy that I know 
and he's hilarious and his knowledge of pop culture is sensational um but what do you guys want in the podcast because i've tried to put some ideas up there like dream interpretations questions the niche topic every week i will continue doing that but is there stuff you want is there i mean i love it when you guys send me a message in that i can then um think about and talk and digest and you know we can work out a problem maybe like an agony aunt or uncle or something like that but uh if you've got any ideas on what i should pardon me for a sec <coughs> that's a that's a remnants of a chopstick um if you've got any ideas please hit me up on the email sam at gmail.com um because you know I, I mean i do write down stuff over the week that happens but then i think am i just getting on here and just whinging to you guys in your ear holes is this therapeutic is this therapy for me or is it therapy for you um and i hope it's not um just therapy for me i'd love it if you guys could uh talk to me about stuff as well it would be really nice if you're brave enough a voice message is fantastic um, and you can just like record that on your phone and just, I mean, it's easy. You just record it on your phone and send it, uh, to the bloody email. Well, let's just record it in your notes or just write down a question in your notes. Just bloody write something to me. You don't have to, but I do love it. Um, yeah, I love, I love being able to like play something and, 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 and react against it. Anyway, um, lots of stuff coming up. I'll play something really quickly here and then I'll come back and I have actually got a dream interpretation that I forgot about. So hang on a tick. Let's, uh, let's, uh, listen to this. Where's the most fun you can have in one day? Jabaroo, you got any info for me? Oh, mm, as in what sort? I don't know. What, what what can you get up to around there? What can you do in Jabaroo? Oh, bugger all. Not much yeah. else to do. Nah, not really. Everyone works at the mine. Uh, okay, <laughs> what, what's, what's the ore they mining there? Uh, uranium. Whatever you do, it's non-stop fun at Jabaroo. Where you control the action. I've got the power. 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 Uh, uranium. Um, okay, so I hope you like that. I don't know what that was. What was that? What was it? Because then I go through and select things afterwards. I don't think I've repeated much material yet still. I still have things in there, I believe, that I've recorded over the years. That I, I will run out, but then I'm just going to loop it around again because we're coming up to a year. I think we're coming up to a year, almost. Um, which shows, I think this is podcast number seven, 37, which says how thorough I am with a weekly podcast. But that's just the way it is. Like that, you, you know, I, if I was to do it every, it'd be a, a, a 15 to 20 minute long podcast every week, which I guess is kind of good as well. But it feels like I need to give you, I need to give you a 40 minute bit of meat. That's what you need. Um, speaking of meat, I've been trying to up uh, my daughter's meat. Um, intake because she kind of has she's just not eating enough and she needs iron I know she needs iron also she gets big blood bleeds uh, blood bleeds blood noses um, not blood bleeds it's like I'm stabbing her a little bit um, I did stick a skewer through her eyeball the other night um, I yeah so I need to up the meat so uh, speaking of skewers I had to kebab some meat because she won't eat meat that looks like meat and that's fair enough she doesn't want to see the bone I th- I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that she knows what she's eating but she doesn't want to know really, in a way. Do you know what I mean? And I know I can mince up stuff, but it's not really the same as that. Well, maybe it is. You guys know better than me. I don't know. But um, I've been sneaking meat, so I, I kebab some stuff for the other night. And it was... Uh, anyway, she's just a, she's such a prat. She's a brat at the moment as well. Really, because mum's working really hard, so I'm solo. It's school holidays as well. She's at um, aftercare, school holiday care today, thank God. Um, we booked that in before dad got poor. And, um, which is going to be coming up anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, I've had her pretty much full time on my teat, 
Um, I know what it's like now to be an, atta an attachment mother, which means uh, a baby attached at the teat nonstop. She's, she's just shitting me. Like, and really, she knows how to use me as well. Dad, can I have... And it's like, I am like, you know, no, go get it yourself. But she's like, you know, Dad, can I have some raspberries? I'm like, we don't have raspberries. We've got strawberries. I'm like, just strawberries. And then she ate the strawberries. Then cheekily looked at me like sassily while she's watching a screen and thrust out a little bowl and said, strawberries, strawberries. Now, how'd she do it? Strawberry. It was, it was strawberries. It's like, you little, little shit. And she's trying to get me into things that she loves, which I'm trying to do with her with music. Um, but if she doesn't like it, I turn it off. But she's like now making me want to watch her things, which I get, that empowers her. But she's trying to make me watch the... It's the most awful, awful film. It's called Spy Kids or something, but it's set in the CG computer world. It's absolutely terrible. She... And she was absolutely pent up with so much rage and aggression if I didn't watch it. And she was forcibly moving my head to look at the screen. Um, every time I drift away, I'm just, she's really, I'm don't, I'm not, I'm not liking her as much as I used to like her at the moment. And I guess that's just from uh, too much one-on-one -on -one time. I actually had, uh, how many kids did I have the other day? I was looking after, it was four, four at one point, um, during, uh, the first day of school holidays. One were a set of twins, lovely kids. Another kid rocked up. Uh, I won't say much more. And the 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 twins were fantastic. And uh, they what they did, I just looked away for a second. Suddenly, they'd, they'd found a hole in the middle of a, a playground to which one of them had then gone off to the, the water tap to pick up the dog bowl that was on the ground there, the park dog bowl. You know, it's always a steel bowl for dogs. To pick that up to then make a uh, like a, a huge muddy hole in the middle of the playground to which they were then suddenly all covered in mud. That was within... Whoa, I reckon... It would have been two to three minutes this all happened with me and I just looked down at my phone for a moment. Um, Mum of the twins was completely fine with it. And it was kind of cute. It was a hot day. It was fine. But um, she, she can't. You just can't bloody let him out of you, bloody. Hey, knock, knock. Boo. Stop crying. So what are you crying for, you silly? Um, I now have to go to school. Every time I go to school um, to pick up my daughter or drop her off, I now have to tell them a joke. Uh, the kids a joke. They surround me because... Um, I, I once did, I did a little gig for the kids, which I must've told you about, uh, quite a few months ago on the podcast. And, uh, I made that one up. I thought I made that one up, but I probably didn't make that one up, but, um, boo-hoo. Hey, what's wrong? I think I'm riding my bike heaps way too fast. Hmm. Sounds like you could use an odometer. A what? An odometer. Odometer! Come on down to Odometer World for all your odometer needs. Odometry! You can use an odometer to see how far stuff has travelled. Wow, that's heaps boring. Put an odometer on your dog, on your cat. Why not put one on your mum? Wow, mum, you walked 8Ks today. What a mole! Odometer World! Odometer! My mum's a skank. She's, She's a skanky mole. Oi! Odometer mole. Now, I'm, I'm wondering, has anybody else picked up on this? And I don't know whether it's uh, the economic climate or I don't know what's going on at the moment. Are people um, angrier at the moment? Is there an anger around? I mean, I should be in a buoyant mood, but there's something going... I mean, I'm not angry. I'm terse. I get terse sometimes. Um, I think I need release or sweet relief. I did go to the... I watched the footy um, at the pub with mates. <laughs> with friends... With men friends, m me and men friends went pub watch footy. 
Uh, and it was a fantastic match, actually. I'm not really... I'm not bonkers for the football. Um, but it was a fantastic match. So I have been kind of social. Maybe I should be being more social. I don't know. I've got to get out there. I don't know what's going on at the moment, guys. What is wrong with me? Where is my mind? Uh, I, I don't feel like I'm hitting a wall, but there's something going... I think I need... It's You know what it is? It's purpose. I need purpose. And there is purpose in the Silly Billy Walk. There is purpose in making two-minute noodles. There is purpose in doing my sausage stall sizzle. Um, Sam Simmons Salary Needed Sausage Sizzle Stall. That's a good name. Uh, but yeah, I, there's just something going on. There's something. I'm not going to hit... I'm, I mean, I can, I, can, I can feel it in my waters. If I did have mammary glands or breaths, I could hold one tit and I could feel the storm are coming. The weather. Is that a thing? I think that's from something... There, there is a meme or something about a... Some, there's a movie where some woman grabs her breasts and says, yes, there's a storm coming. Um, or you can feel it in your waters, that kind of thing. But I can feel there's something... Like, either it's... I'm hitting a pinnacle or a peak um, where things are going to go great or shit. There's something... There's a, I don't. There's something happening. There's something going on. That's me clicking my fingers at the same time because I'm cool. This is like jazz. This is like mouth jazz right now. It's just me freestyling free with you guys. Maybe I'm just lonely. I do spend a lot... It is. And I've spoken about this on the podcast before. I get... That's why I need your messages. I need you to send me voice messages. I should just put my phone number out there. That'd be weird, though. In fact, I won't do that. And that's not just because of Ben, ben Johnson, who sends me crazy-ass messages, which come from a brilliant mind. He's a really smart bloke. Um, but I, I reckon if you got my number, man, it wouldn't stop. Okay? Ben, you listen. Um, he's very funny, though. God damn it. It's almost like poetry, what he... I, I'm loath to read them out on the podcast um, too much because there's a, there's a fracture in there. It's like a chip in a bowl or a um, or a chip on the rim of a glass and you're like having a lovely drink and then suddenly there's a little sharpie. You're like, whoop, that kind of thing. So that's what... The, the, it's just like a perfect drink reading it and you're like, this is great. But then there's a little chink in the glass. You're like, whoop, hang on, that's dangerous. So I'm not going to read them out because there's those little tiny dangerous bits in there. Benjamin, you've got a uh, you've got a very twisted mind like me. That's why I love your... I do love your emails. Maybe send me voice messages. Maybe voice messages, man. You don't have to write them out. Um, but I do love getting voice messages. Speaking of, I'll quickly do this dream interp. So let me just... Because I do like doing these live without listening. I'm going to slide it down here. I'm going to make it bigger on the timeline and it'll just creep up. All right, it's coming up. Um, here we are. We're going to go. Right, dreaming to Let's go. Hi, one Fruge Simmons. I would appreciate your dream interpretations. Aim. I was surfing at the beach with my brothers. Two. Then there was a tiny shark in the water. Oh, God. Three. He helped a little kid get out of the water. Right. Four. There was blood in the water, but it was from a crushed sea urchin. Mm. Five, then a girl from my school, who we don't like, asked for my number. <laughs> Zes, then he was at a lecture series that seemed to be about the impact of globalization. <laughs> a flour mill was closing down. Flour was going to be mad overseas. Zeven, he asked a question about copper mines and the presenter said he'd answer my question. What? Acht, the presenter sent me to a Christmas Day luncheon for the homeless in a town hall. Thanking you for the interpretation, my little one, Fuge Simmons. Oh wow, wow, wow! That was uh, that was really hard to gather everything at once. Okay, uh, oh my god, 
that was hard, really hard. Okay, so at the end, there's a copper mine, and he wouldn't answer your question, but he said you need to go. Uh, he sent you off to a, what was it, a, a Christmas Day luncheon um, for the homeless. So there's something about guilt and global warming. Your brother, swimming with your brother, Tiny Shark. Tiny Shark was actually rescuing a little boy. There was blood in the water, but it was a sea urchin. Girl at school you didn't like asked for your number. Something about a, a mill, uh, no, no, a flour mill, but it being made overseas. You've got a lot of guilt going on. I don't even know who this one's from. This has just been sitting on my desktop for a couple of weeks now that says dream interpretation. I like the way you've done it as well. You've used, <gasps> sorry, that, that one of those AI voice things just to record it for you. But it's really hard to kind of gather what's going on. So I, I think when you ask the question of the lecture about copper mining, and they deflected from the question and said, you need to go to help the homeless on Christmas Day. It's probably something you should do. If you do it, I'll do it. Um, whoever you are, because I'm terrible at organizing my desktop on my laptop, get in contact with me um, on the email, samnicheskeish at gmail.com. I think it's Owen Tregenza from memory, if this is yours. And let me know what you're doing Christmas Day. And if you're in my area, and if I'm in your area, let's go to, let's go volunteer somewhere. I'll do that with you. I will, I'm bang up for doing that. I need change. I need. I feel like you need change as well. Um, there's obviously guilt there because of the tiny shark. The tiny shark representing, I guess, the love, the love between you and your brother, um, and the little boy being rescued is you by your brother. The sea urchin that's been crushed uh, and the blood is your heart. And uh, when you, uh, when you, and the girl who you didn't really like who asked for your number says that you're trying to change yourself as well. This is all about change all about change. Owen, if it is you, do message me back. If it's not you, Owen, whoever you are, please let me know who you are and then message me back and we're going to get to the bottom of this shit. We're getting to the bottom of this shit. And if we have to go off and uh, volunteer at a, uh, at, a, at a shelter on Christmas Day, that's what we're going to do. It's all about change, people. Today is, you know what? That inspired me midway through that. I was feeling a little bit I started the podcast and I was feeling a little bit like, ah, oh, shit, I've got nothing to do here. And I'm back. I can feel it right now. My brain's clicked in and now I feel good about what's going on. Thank you, whoever you are that sent me that dream interpretation. Thank you. Um, you've, uh, you've, bloody, you've made me feel better. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, I'm going to play something now and then come back. We're going to bloody... You know what? All I do when I say we're going to play something now, I just pause it then I start again. So this mood will continue if I just do this and say, hey, listen to this. Hi, well, oh, shit. Simmons. He would I just... appreciate your dream interpretation. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't meant to happen. Hang on a minute. Stop surfing. it. Stop. If I do this, sorry. Bye. Oh, fuck. Stop brothers. it. Tonight on ABC4. Oh my god, what are you doing? I'm trying to thaw out this soup, it's just really, really cold in this igloo and it's hurting it. Defrosting things with your cock. Yuck. Sexuality and Eskimos. Tonight at 9.30 on ABC4. And I don't know uh, what you just listened to then, but this is just me. Straight away again, after what just happened. So there's a lot of F-ups there on my um, technology side. I'm... I'm <coughs> pardon me. Um, I am... I'm vague. I'm vague today, but I'm here. Dad's home. Dad's home. Hey, I'm going to court as well, by the way. Um, I'm challenging a parking fine, even though I'm probably going to lose it. And I <laughs> I might have to pay even more on court fees. But I feel like it's, I mean, much like the castle, it's the vibe. And I'm very angry about these people who have just bombarded the front of my, um, my home uh, for the last few months, like doing footpaths and roadworks and moving um, stop signs. 
sorry, no stopping signs, signs and zones. So I'm going to really take it to them. I'm going in there. I'm going to. I've armed myself with photos. I don't know whether I have to print them out or something. Does anybody uh, have any legal knowledge about this? And I'm not like asking for free legal advice, but should I print photos out of stuff and all that type of thing? Anyway, I don't know. I'm really, uh, I'm really angry at them, and I want them. I don't want to pay it. I just morally do not want to pay it. And if I have to go to jail, I'll go to jail for it. I don't give a shit. Will they put me in jail for it? I doubt they will. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. So that'll be, at least it'll give me something to talk about on the podcast in a couple of months. I think it's mid-November I'll be doing that. So yeah. Why does everything like it come at once, by the way, when it comes to bills and all this type of stuff? Is it just this kind of time of year? Is this why everyone's driving angry? Everyone seems really angry on the roads at the moment. I drove out to Maroubra, which is um, just, you know, it's in Sydney, but it's like coastal a little bit. It's, you know, still in the, whatever. And uh, yeah, I tell you what, there were some trucks bearing down on me, not letting me change lanes. I think everyone's just like really poor and angry. Stuff's going on. You can feel it. There's a, there's a rage. There's a simmering rage. Um, yeah, and I don't like it. I don't like it, guys. Uh, speaking of simmering rage, I'm, I, I forced Luna to look much like she was with Spy Kids. Whatever that awful film she was making me watch. It was awful. Uh, I, I forced her to watch um, Kindergarten Cop, and then like about a you know, eight minutes into it, I was like, geez, this is really violent. And I then, but she saw a kid bit because I told her all about it. So we just had to zoom to the kid bits. Um, so it was, you know, it was a 15 minute long film in the end because she couldn't, couldn't watch any of the violent stuff. But I don't remember it being that violent. So a very strange niche is that, like an action filler, a thriller that is actually extremely violent, but with cute bits with kids. It's not a tumor. I forgot about that line, by the way. It's quite funny. No, it's not a tumor. Is it a tumor? No, it's not a tumor. Anyway, I don't know. This is terrible. If I'm doing Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions on the podcast, things have gone to shit. Uh, I do mean, if you've got some ideas for the podcast, let me know. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe the storm is a coming. All right, Simmons, talk yourself into it again. You're going to be okay. Simmons, you okay? Yep, I'm okay. Um, does anybody know about the artist Matthew Barney? Uh, Matthew Barney did a whole lot of really freaky art art house films back in the, I, I would say the 90s and early, no, 90s, uh, called The Cremaster Cycle. And he used a lot of people who were amputees and dressed them up like weird mythical creatures and did these strange installations in the New York Met. It's really crazy shit. Um, look it up online, but I was thinking, my, my daughter, Luna loves horror so much. She's just infatuated with blood and horror and guts and... Um, yeah, I was just thinking maybe I should expose her to a bit of that. Maybe I shouldn't. I mean, one of the one of like Matthew Barney, he's an ex gridiron footballer, and I believe he did his knee, did his ACL or something, and then he just turned to extreme arts. He was married to Bjork for a while as well, um, but his he does his character. He's dressed up like kind of satanically, with bright red clown hair, and it's parted in the middle. He looks like a goat. Um, or like a bagpiping guy with like a bloody rag hanging out of his mouth. It's really creepy stuff. And I know that if I showed Luna, she would love it. But I don't know whether I'm actually going to give her a, a bit of a, a fright. How much can you scare a child before you actually scar them? Anyway, that's a question. Um, that's a question probably for the local children's court in a few years. Um, anyway, hey, uh, speaking of uh, things that, I don't know, there's, there's no link between this and this. I saw the Barbie movie. And it was, it was good. It was really good. It's not as great as everyone was saying, but it was really, really good. The thing I loved the most about it, though, was it was really quirky. And I didn't expect that. Like, for the, I think it's one of the... I think it's the biggest film of all time, if I'm wrong. I didn't expect it to be that um, quirky and weird. 
and it was funny, but it wasn't like really funny. It was just more, it was more weird than funny. Um, and you know, the whole, you know, uh, angle of woman, womanhood and feminism was, you know, that was magic. That was brilliant. And the, the final line, um, which I'm not going to spoil you haven't seen it is brilliant. Like, I mean the actual, you know, the last line by Margot Robbie at Barbie, uh, as Barbie, uh, is a great joke. Um, but yeah, what I just, yeah, I was, I was, and all the toxic masculinity stuff was really interesting. It's going to be great. I, I can't wait to show that to... Um, I, see, I feel that's a bit beyond her at the moment. But maybe she could watch it because it's pretty colours and stuff. But yeah. Anyway, if you've got any other um, kids' family movie ideas to share with me, I'd love them. I uh, It's something I love doing. I do love um, sharing a movie or you know sharing weird, great um, things to watch with my little mate. Um yeah. Anyway, God damn it, I'm really faffing today, aren't I? Dad's a faffer. Um, all right, I'm gonna. Should I play something here? Have I gone? I don't know whether I should play something here or not. No, I won't. I'll just go into this. I'm. Um, I've agreed to MC a wedding for strangers, uh, which is. I don't know why I've done this. It's not. A, it's not even a like. Normally, this would be a paid gig. Um, but even I'm doing this for free. Uh, because they're really, really nice people. When I went to meet up with them, I said yes about a year ago. And now it's like a month and a half away and I met up with them to get some information on them. And I was secretly hoping they'd be like, oh, look, uh, you know, maybe, you know, if you don't if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it kind of thing. But they were like, no, no, we really still want you to do it. And I was like, oh, shit. I, I, I was hoping to get an out. But I then after meeting them properly, I was like, no, they're really, really lovely and they seem genuine and you wanted me to do it. So I'm going to do it. Um, problem is it's black tie and it's kind of fancy and I have to, I'm going to have to bloody, this sucks, but I'm going to have to rent a tux or something. God, I can't even afford to bloody pay the car off. Anyway, um, but I'm going to have to rent a tux, which is kind of annoying. And uh, I also have to make all these scheduled phone calls with family and relatives to get stories about them. I don't know what's wrong with it. Why did I say yes to these things? I'm really happy to do it, though, by the way. I don't think they listen to the podcast. I don't think they do. I think they've just seen me on LOL and they just contacted me out of the blue. And um, Anyway, it should be fun. And I think they're they're enticing me, saying, hey, it's going to be a really fun day and get drunk. And I'm just going to be sober as. I'm not going to be doing that. But... Um, what have I done? What have I done, people? I don't even think I've been to enough weddings to know how to MC a wedding properly, but they do know that, I mean, they know what I do and they know that, um, I'm going to say some wrong things. So that should be fun anyway. So I am, I am actually looking forward to a little bit. Again, stories, getting myself out there, immersing myself in life instead of just coming home and uh, sleeping at midday. Um, anyway, I'm going to get into our, um, deep dive, deep diving, baby, yeah. And uh, I, I think you'll like this one. It's really interesting. I, when I heard about it, I was like, what? 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 Um, but before I do go, please, yes, remember, um, get in contact with me. I'd love to hear more. Uh, if you know any work stuff. Yes, Australia Post, man. I get it. If I do get to, to around closer to Christmas, I may take a part-time postman job. But I think I'd like a job job where I can actually feel like I'm contributing and going in somewhere and doing stuff, not just delivering the mail, even though that's a really nice thing to be doing. I feel like I need to be doing something and interacting with people more. Um, Because if I just walk along and see people randomly in the street, that's nice. It's a little bit people in your neighbourhood. But at the same time, I'm not really enriching myself in a way um, and challenging myself out there. Anyway, um, okay, well, let's do a blip and then let's get into our deep dive. Everything you wanted to know about French people and Bastille Day in one minute. Bastille Day is a French national holiday which is celebrated on the 14th of July each year. In France, it's formally called Le Tan Day. 
French people are generally referred to as assholes or les assholio. Napoleon was a French person and was so famous they named an ice cream flavour after him called Neo-Napoleon Ice Cream, which has the three French national flavours of frog, snail and toddler. You may have heard of Paris, which is coincidentally in France. Marie Curie was a famous French woman who invented the croissant. The croissant is a type of French boomerang. Boomerang's a really good word, but it's not French. You may have heard of Josh Pike, who's also not from France. Which reminds me, I was eating a chocolate bar the other day when I noticed on the wrapper I had won another free chocolate bar. But it put me off the initial chocolate bar I was eating because it made me think there was something wrong with it. No one likes French people. Happy Latin Day, France. No one likes French people. Alright, so, picture this. A matzo ball soup in a crocodile broth. Like, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? What do you mean you're going to have a bagel and fill it with bloody Vegemite? Well, 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 get this, get this. Just before, um, okay, the outbreak of World War II, there was a bold plan that was proposed by a, uh, a former Soviet official where he could have saved tens of thousands of Jewish lives. In 1939, the Freeland League for Jewish Territorial Colonisation identified the Kimberley region in Western Australia as a place to resettle 75,000 European Jews fleeing rant rampant anti-Semitism. Do you get what I'm saying here? They were going to make an Israel in Western Australia, in the Kimberleys. What? That would have been amazing. What a great thing to do. The organisation said Dr Isaac Steinberg, a man who had previously served as the Attorney General in Lenin's government to lobby the Australian government to accept the scheme. His pitch was to open your gates to the persecuted Jewish people of Europe and let them help transform the landscape into a productive agricultural hub. Dr Steinberg's vision, complete with the land's new inhabitants, writing Jewish poetry about kangaroos and laughing kookaburras, was embraced enthusiastically by many and gained the support of the then WA Premier John Wilcock. Wow! Oh my goodness. I mean, this is this would have changed things so much. This is when you look at the landscape of Australia, and this is also when you think about colonisation. Oh, and the yes and the no vote, which we're all heading into and looking shit house. Um, the fact that the Dutch could have colonised Western Australia if they'd survived. Also, the Northern Territory as well, because they were all up through Indonesia, and the Dutch was Dutch East Indies at the time. But the I, I do believe that the Dutch did land in Arnhem Land in the Northern Territory, but they all perished there. But there was an arch-Catholic bishop, I think he was up there, and there's cave paintings, or rock paintings, um, up in Arnhem Land that look like alien heads, but people are saying that's actually the um, the Dutch-Catholic bishop, those big pointy hats. Anyway, I don't know. I might be making that whole bit up, but I don't think so. In fact, I might even look that up in a minute because I really want to know. But it would have been just really more interesting because the French also got to Tasmania and I think they perished on Kangaroo Island. The Brits are on the East Coast. So what a different country we would have had if Western Australia was Dutch. Um, mind you, that would have been like then a, then a part of that with apartheid in South Africa. Oh, Jesus. A lot of issues going on there. And imagine South Australia was, hey, what are you doing? It was French. Uh, and Tasmania was French. Would have been amazing. Um, what a different country we had. But also like having a Jewish province up in northwestern Australia. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so Leon Gettler, author of An Unpromised Land, the book that chronicles the immigration bid, said the Kimberley Scheme proposal was raised at a critical moment for European Jews. It was being put up at a time when refugees were fleeing for their lives. People were being killed, people were being rounded up, and people were being put into camps, he said. The nearest comparison you'd have today is the Rohingya in Myanmar, who are being ethnically cleansed, um, and the Yazidi in Syria. Sorry, I got that all completely wrong. Yeah, the Rohingya, what's been going on up there is awful. 
um, and in Syria, of course. The scheme's urgency was understood by many in Australia. Uh, you had government committees looking at it. You had people mobilising in support of it. You had the church campaigning for it. You had unions campaigning for it. Business people campaigning for it. It was a cause to celebrate at the time. Wow! Um, the scheme was being considered during a period of conflict in the Kimberley. Teddy Carlton is a traditional owner of a part of the land that was being considered for a new home for Jewish refugees. Um... Mr. Carton said he'd never heard of the scheme that came so closely to completely transforming uh, his part of the land. I don't think there was any consultation, he said. Ah, oh, traditional owners. Here we go. So Mirwan Geryong Corporation lawyer Dominic Rees agreed that it was likely traditional owners were not adequately included in any... Pro well, fuck, that's not surprising, is it? They weren't even part of the... They were just counted... They weren't even part of counted the flora and fauna, were they? they? They definitely didn't have the vote until 67. Uh, would have seen their land transformed into a new Jewish colony. I mean, wow! The fact that historically people don't have any recollection, re recollection of their parents or grandparents being consulted about this probably speaks to the fact that they weren't. Yes, well, obviously it didn't. If you look at the history of the area, most Aboriginal people would have been working on cattle stations at the time and would have effectively been treated as slaves. So it would have been very surprising had they been consulted at the time. Yeah, they wouldn't have been at all. Um... Mr. Reeves said that the experiences of the Jewish people and the indigenous peoples in Australia at the time could have borne resemblance uh, to one another, which makes sense. In my view, the anti-Semitism that was in Europe at the time would have been reflective of some sort of the anti-Aboriginal thought processes that were going on in Australia. That makes complete sense. There may be a marriage of the two or a coming together of the two. I mean, I know that um, Chinese pearl divers in Broome were pushed out of uh, Broome in the early days and they resettled in... The indigenous colonies outside of... Is that correct? Anyway, um, outside of Broome. And there's a whole... I mean, isn't there an Aboriginal supermodel who's Chinese? Part Chinese? Good. I accidentally uh, stopped recording there for some reason. Anyway, despite sustained support for the Kimberley Scheme immigration program from the powerful sectors of the Australian community, it was eventually vetoed by the federal government. The Menzies government believed that the creation of distinctive alien communities would not be in the national interest. Alien. Anyway, uh, confidential cabinet memorandum published on the 19th of May 1950 shows the cabinet decided that. Warren Austin of the Jewish Historical and uh, Genealogical Society of Western Australia said such views were typical at the time. At that stage, we had uh, white Australia policy, and I think what the government was interested in was having British stock coming here, Mr Austin said. Of course, if we had gone ahead, a number of people's lives might have been saved from the Holocaust because they would have come to Australia. I think that would be a fact. This is extraordinary, isn't it? Um, a profound influence. Though the immigration drive was never realised, many believe the proposal had a lasting impact. Kananara Historical Society member Andrew Barker said, Dr Steinberg's visit to the Kimberley region inspired the Durack family to increase their efforts to make the region agriculturally viable. Here we go, it's just farmers getting richer. The sort of stuff Steinberg would have been talking about, like cities of millions and dams and uh, canning factories, this would have been enthusing Mr. Dewey. I mean, it, it is extraordinary how much space we do have. Um, <laughs> there's a quote there here that says, never seen a bagel in Kananara. Um, yeah, I mean, it's extraordinary to think that you've got like all these vast tracts of land and maybe there is, I know there's natural, definitely there is natural beauty in the, the Kimberleys, but maybe there is, I know there's huge amounts of water up there as well. Maybe that is the next place that they, uh, I mean, in, in 200 years, if we still exist, uh, whether there will be a great big city or Broome will be a metropolis up in northwestern Australia. Um, anyway, I found that really, fa I think that's fascinating. And what a shame. Um, maybe not to the natural beauty and the indigenous people, but, you know, they're still fucked over here anyway. Uh, yeah, look, I've listened to everything I can about um, the no and yes. 
And, you know, I'm staunchly yes. It's just, uh, I, God damn it, I hope that um, just people get their shit together and just doesn't lead to the country falling apart and a Brexit. Wait, that's a bummer of a note to end on, guys. It's a bummer of a note. doesn't matter. Um, all my love, all my love to you, woo-woo. You, woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo. Um, I really hope that you guys have a wonderful week. I'm going to go off now. Um, oh, here comes the music creeping in. Hang on, where is it? Here he comes. Can you hear it? Ding, 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 ding. I love you. You love me and I love you. Thanks for being friends with me. Thanks for being friends with me. I love you. What's going on? Did you do a poo? Yeah, I like you and you like you. Let's all love each other. You. Um, that was a terrible rhyme, but I had to um, turn it up really quickly. Anyway, look, hey, enjoy your weeks. Have a wonderful time. Love each other. And um, I'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Any job offers, uh, just let me know. Bye. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's a little tale for the end of the show. Mm, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I got cast in something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like watching Spy Kids. Uh-uh-uh. Are people driving angrier? School holidays. Bobby was kind of good, but not that good. Got money feet, and I'm thinking about the gig. Gig economy. Gig economy. <laughs> boo-hoo. Knock-knock. Boo-hoo. Don't do a cry, I got a court date soon. I'm gonna have to empty a wedding and I don't have enough money. Get myself a suit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mental illness. Kindergarten cop was too bloody. What the fuck is that? Um, is that maybe that's a new way to end the podcast. Um, me scatting about what I've just been talking about. Zubapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapap